Hey, all you holistic hipsters out there, it's that time. So grab your chalice of choice and sit back and sip along with us. We would love to welcome you to the Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on all things holistic in the pet grooming industry. Let me introduce you to our hostesses with the mostesses. She is the socialite of skin and coat care, Ms. Michelle Knowles. And the queen bee of all things oily, Ms. Melissa Conti-Diener. Brought to you by TheOilyGroomer.com Are you searching for a new and more mindful way of grooming? Interested in understanding how to grow your grooming business with a more holistic and organic approach? Please contact Melissa Conti-Diener at TheOilyGroomer.com so that you can set up a meeting and bring balance and prosperity to your life. And AllThingsPaw.com Intermediate and advanced courses in pet esthetician work, fear recovery, animal handling, and more. Get your learn on with all things paw. Also, classes with Melissa, online and self-guided, intuitive energy work, transitional therapy, and compassionate touchpoint therapy, and more. And the Herbal Paw Pet Apothecary. Tailored for the individual pet, phone consultations, history gathering, and the home of the Herbal First Aid Kit. Now, let's get this tea party started. Alrighty then. Spooky day. Hello. (laughs) Rare. Look at you. I, I... I think you're, according to our topic, I think your costume is very apropos. Well, thank you. <laughs> the only thing is, literally, this is supposed to be closed so that it can hold the herbs, but it's just a alligator. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, it's, it's a, a uh, what do they call that? Uh, rendering? Spices, spices you know, on the half shell. Woo-hoo. There you go. <laughs> Creepy as all heck. Yeah. So this oh. is our Halloween edition. Yes. And I, what I want to know really is what's in your cup. I actually have uh, a a warming uh, blend that is extremely good for uh, cold and flu season, and it actually comes along with uh, can be used to. Uh, um, make a tea rinse for your, for your hair and scalp as well. So it has rose, rosemary, cinnamon, cardamom, uh, clove, um, ginger and lemon. So it is a beautiful, beautiful blend. And I put a few drops of the, uh, caramel flavoring in it because then it just makes it almost like a caramel spice latte right yeah (laughs) and it's in my 
all-time favorite chocolate since this is a season of chocolatey candy goodness uh, <laughs> my all-time favorite candy of all is uh, a nice. lovely peanut butter wrapped in chocolate this was a a gift for my husband when i was at hershey with you on my 50th birthday can you believe it's going to be seven years no. that that happened no. so i've confiscated this cup from him today oh, well. so he's sharing willingly though deservedly so and what's in mm, that's some deliciousness what is in your cup there uh tweety so, <laughs> aaron shank for the win again look at this ah aaron we love you look at my little cauldron look yes. at it so i have traditional pumpkin spice which is cinnamon ginger cloves and nutmeg nice that is what i have and we're going to talk about that a little bit today yeah. this is going to give us the lowdown but this is how i have to drink now have some drink mm. up witches <laughs> right i suppose you're wondering what our topic is yes please dazzle oh. us with your technological wizardry bam ah oh, double double toil and trouble let's share recipes my favorite thing it's all about recipes here let me this balances oh there you balance go. it like that mm. Mm -hmm. that's right so before we even start explain what that meant because that ties into what we're actually talking about today yes mask so explain it for those that that uh, are not so uh aware of that that is an actual reproduction of what they wore in oh this France. oh okay yes this is a facsimile of a plague doctor's mask. The doctors believed, and like I said, the bottom would be closed and your whole mouth and everything would be covered. And then they stuffed the, the end with herbs. And literally, it was spices. It was pumpkin spices. And we will get into that here in a moment. But they thought that those spices would ward off infection. So when they breathed in through uh, the herbs, that would give them some immunity to the plagues that they were right. treating. Uh, so, so double, double so, toil and trouble so, so, is an so actual. You were sick, and you would see the doctor come in with that on, and you truly yeah. thought you had descended into the bowels of hell yes. i am sure of it because <laughs> they were really spooky like this is a modern plastic one right the real ones were real long and they just looked hideous and they were leather yes and Can you imagine uh, it no i can't because i it was it, talk about scary that's got to be unbelievably frightening that's insane yeah <laughs> It really is. Thank God we've thank God we've come a long way, baby, from <laughs> from those. So interestingly enough, um, I've had this yelled at me from so many um, clinic managers. I can't even tell you. Double double toil and trouble is actually a poem that the witches uh, were chanting in Macbeth. So yeah, it's from yes. a Shakespeare play, but it was the witches. Uh, what is it? Something something cauldron bubble. Yeah. Like they were like making a potion and that's what I'm known for. So therefore I am the, uh, the plague doctor nine times out of 10. That's what I am. If I dress up on Halloween. Really? Yeah. And we're going to talk about, um, well, we're going to talk about herbs and spices because <laughs> we're the tea. Dang it. <laughs> 
Well, I think that we should. It's from Macbeth. The the uh, the witches in Macbeth are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they're saying to. Uh, basically tell him he better watch out that he's in big trouble for killing everyone on his way to the crown and the witches knew it and they wouldn't stand for it and they would not sit still for it. And that is part of their kind of their speech to him. It's of course uh, Shakespeare. So it was in the form of a soliloquy. Mm So, um, well, and we all know what happened to him. So yes, exactly. (laughs) If you mess around, you go and get messed around is what's exactly. going to happen. Exactly. That's a fafo moment if I have ever seen one. Yes. <laughs> All so. right. So, Melissa. Yes. Lead, lead us in because we were talking and we were uh, studying a little bit about where historically pumpkin spice comes from. And you know what? I was floored because she came up with some stuff that neither of us really kind of knew. We knew, no. but we didn't know. We didn't I really was excited. I was I was very surprised and excited when I started digging around um, because uh, usually we think pumpkins we think pumpkin spice and pumpkin spice season is led in by uh, the um, what what some of us call the the basic bitch category with her. <laughs> With her pumpkin spice latte and her Ugg boots mm-hmm. and her flannel shirt and, mm-hmm. you know, just the general uh, uniform of the, you know, the basic suburban woman. And I don't mean that in a negative sense at all, but it is a fashion choice and mm-hmm. the pumpkin spice is part of it. Um, but actually, it has a much uh, more nefarious beginnings do tell melissa i am all ears and you know i'm all for nefarious yes (laughs) this is crazy this is a crazy story but yeah go ahead yes it's it actually um goes back to before there was ever pumpkin spice in the 15th century it it started out as the thieves oil now, there is a popular uh, essential oil company that has products with the word thieves. However, they were not the originators uh, in the 15th century. It was created during the Black Plague when they wore the masks like Michelle has on by the French thieves. So that blend of these specific herbs, and I will give you those in a minute, Um came from uh, the mixing of these specific herbs and was an invent- was invented to be an antiseptic, an antibacterial, an antimicrobial. And before they even knew it, it had antiviral properties as well. So it is thought that the original oil was created to protect these thieves from getting sick while they stole goods from the plague victims. Primarily, if you're a victim of the plague, you're dead. So, or very weak. <laughs> yes, or very weak and unable fight. to. Yeah, unable to fight. So the thieves from the story didn't start out as thieves, but as spice traders and merchants from India and and Europe, who traded 
cloves and cinnamon. Those were the two main ones. However, when the Black Plague began, began ravaging the population, these merchants needed a way to make a living. So in their desperation, they began to steal what they could from the dead to keep themselves financially afloat, basically. The bodies they stole from were still highly contagious, so the thieves needed some sort of protection. With their vast knowledge and skill with herbs and spices, they were able to invent this thieves' oil for protection. Eventually, the king of France found out. He was none too happy, and um, he had them caught straight away. When they were brought before his majesty, they were given a choice. Either share their information, you know, like tell us what the secret is, or we're going to burn you at the stake for witchcraft. Sounds about right for the 15th century. So naturally, they told the secret and the thieves oil recipe began to spread and morph and eventually became one of the most popular blends in uh in history today and that is where the basis of our pumpkin spice comes from so the thieves oil consists of clove rosemary eucalyptus cinnamon and lemon and because they also were dealing in cinnamon and cloves and cardamom it would be a variation of what the pumpkin spice is today mm -hmm. So fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Give them the lowdown about how it even got here. How did right. it even get here? So the, the actual mixture of pumpkin spices is usually cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, and cloves or allspice. Um, and then you can have rosemary. You can, there's a lot of variations within it. Um, so, but basically these spices came from Southeast Asia. They were called the Spice Islands, right? Or the Macau Islands. Mm -hmm. um, and um, they would also get things like mace and um, oh, uh, the nutmeg would come from the nutmeg trees, ginger. So these are more spices that got incorporated into that original thieves recipe right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. they are all antibacterial, they're antimicrobial, they're anti-infectious disease. We know now that they work in that sense. So they were trading these along the spice routes. They became common within the European aristocratic, wealthy uh, mm -hmm. society, pretty the much. Elite, the elite set. Right. So they were the only ones that could afford these spices. Exactly. Very expensive. Right. And so now people that now are leaving England and are coming over into the Americas have taken these spices and herbs with them because it is now a part of their, they used these during the winter months. They had a dual purpose as uh, a way to uh, spice cakes and cookies for the throughout the winter months because they were also used as a way to ward off things and protect them from plagues, from illness. 
and they would. So what's, so what's interesting too, though, and you're, I know you're just coming up on it, is that it wasn't pumpkin spice yet. No, no. Yeah. They the didn't know what pumpkin you, was yet. Right. They just used the spice in the fall because that's when everybody started getting colds and whatnot. And, right. And this, that, and the other. So it became ubiquitous with the fall weather. Absolutely. Carry and, on. And so when they ventured across the pond from, from uh, jolly old England over here <laughs> to the Americas, our native people introduced them to native growing squashes, pumpkin being one of them. When they started to utilize them and use them as food, they started to add those spices to it. Number one, for the medicinal content. Number two, because they just blend so well mm-hmm. with the taste of these, you know, look at butternut squash. You always add a little pinch of cinnamon in there and mm-hmm. maybe a little ginger or cardamom. It's the same thing. And then they decided that they were going to actually make pies from these. So we have sweet potato pies. We have pumpkin pies. And they're Pecan all pies. Yeah. All the things, just all the pies. And they were spiced with this bouquet blend yeah right of um of spices and so they took these things to the new world and introduced them and they slowly became a common part of our food history mm-hmm. and we always associate them with the holidays and then we took it even further to be something that we feel is and they are all all very warming blood warming body warming spices Mm -hmm. so then to add them to things like teas and coffees and um it it just goes right along with that cold weather and weren't they also originally thought to ward off evil spirits as well as which they thought were making the infections right Uh, so it was kind of one and the same you know so basically yeah. it was like a prayer every time you would eat, every time you would drink uh, yeah. to ward off evil from your family and keep everybody healthy because the winters were hard uh, at that time. And so they had to uh, either, co- well, actually when they brought them here, then they cultivated them here. And then they were able to, as time went on, they were able to mass produce them along with things like chocolate and mm-hmm. um uh, other, you know, uh, other spices and flavors. And, um, they eventually moved into the generation of, uh, plantation propagation where, you know, they use slave labor to produce a lot of, of the, the foods Mm -hmm, and spices. mm -hmm. And so they were, they proliferated even more because they were able to produce it so inexpensively that it was no longer left to the wealthy to have those things. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly just kind of crept into our food culture that those were the spices of the fall season. And if you think about it, traditionally, fall is when we harvest all the crops. That's right. when everything comes in and we put up food for storage. We're making those pies. We're having harvest day celebrations and things mm-hmm. like that. So it has just come from such humble origins into uh, warding off infection into an everyday order my latte uh, pumpkin yeah. spice at Starbucks. 
what I want to blend in. Melissa, thank you for researching that. That was amazing. Yeah, I thought that was so. I didn't know. I didn't. I mean, I knew some of it, but I didn't know in our history like that. So I'm going to take you through cinnamon, ginger, clove, and nutmeg here. I'll put my doctor's hat on, so I'll be more official. More official. Kitty cat Look what happens though. It's on my microphone. Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. All right, so. Nutmeg. And I think that it's interesting that there is a common thread that runs through pumpkin spice from a scientific medicinal point of view. Right. So let's, so I'm going to just tell you about this nutmeg medicinally relieves pain, helps with insomnia and digestion, brain health, bad breath, skin, and blood pressure. Now I want you to really look at the thread that runs all through these. Uh, so blood pressure, right? Bad breath usually is because your teeth are bad. Uh, cinnamon reduces clotting, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and boosts heart health. Yeah. It's also a, a, a blood sugar stabilizer. Yes. As a diabetic, they tell you to take cinnamon or eat yeah. cinnamon. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's very good for your blood. Right. So, and then we have ginger. It's for inflammation, blood pressure, weight loss, nausea, arthritis, and pain. And then we have clove that has traditionally been uh, used with toothaches, dental pain, plaque buildup, hangovers, and indigestion. All of the thread that's running through all pumpkin spices is heart health, heart and artery health. Even the, the clove, which helps with toothaches. Right. When you have bacteria on your teeth, you're swallowing that. And that's really a great contributor to heart health or, mm -hmm. or heart disease, if you will. So, I mean... Pumpkin spice is actually medicinally appropriate for the fall when we are starting to have these issues that might affect your heart. Also, we're running around scaring everybody, thinking that's funny. Uh, we want the strongest heart possible so we can get through it, right? <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting that all those uh, spices were not only tasty, flavorful, uh, and warded off spirits and uh, infection, but they also, in your regular foods, could absolutely boost your heart health and a bunch of other things, too. I thought it was well, so they, neat. Well, they also would add citrus to it. And remember, mm. they were getting a lot of this stuff through the spice and the trade routes. And so while citrus wasn't maybe readily available in some of the places like, say, New England or that kind, they were getting them dry. And they were mm -hmm. getting these things and then they would do mold ciders and mold with those same exact things allspice mm -hmm. mace mm -hmm. clove anise ginger mm -hmm. all those things and they would mold them uh with the dried citrus with apples which were very mm -hmm. um prolific in the northern states yeah mold cider i mean right. heaven's sake i mean that's a that is a fall thing. You know, everybody yep. waits for that. So that's and incredible. It's, it, because it is restorative and it's regenerative mm -hmm. and it healthy is. For you. Uh, yeah. And it's something that started out to be healthy. Right. And has become just a flavor for us at this point. We don't mm -hmm. think of it as medicinal. Mm -hmm. But it really, truly is. Yeah. And if you can mix your own blend and make a tea from it, you'll get most oh. of the medicinal medicinal benefits. However, if you have just like a, 
a drink that has flavoring, like pumpkin spice flavoring in right. it, you're not really getting a whole lot of no. medicinal properties. So I advise you to make from scratch your own blend of um, pumpkin spice for your fall season. Get your mortar and pestle out, ladies. Yeah. And in and get grinding. <laughs> there you go. Do it. Do it. I should have grabbed mine. I didn't, but mine weighs a million pounds, and it's. I know that's uh, my little one. That's my yeah, tiny. it's like super big, and it's uh, made out of black obsidian, so mm -hmm. it is weighs a ton. Mm -hmm. But works. In I want one big enough to grind corn in. That's my next one. Oh, that I'm I don't know if I could grind corn. Mine's big, big food, salt. Big. Yeah. Yeah, I can do. I break. That's what I do my salts with and yeah. everything. But um, yeah, get your mortar and pestle out and start grinding up your stuff. Not only is it better for you, but the actual physical act of creating these things is good for our mind and body as well, because we are putting energy into that instead of just opening up a packet. Right. You're putting your intention, yep. your energy and intention into the grinding into of the medicine, the herbal medicine that right. you will then ingest. Um, I can't stress that enough. When you're using recipes on dogs or whatever, it's good to know what those skin processes look like. And it's good to know what those ingredients do to the actual skin cells themselves. Right. Because you can actually visualize and use your intention to help that process happen quicker, faster, deeper, more wonderful. And you get better results from intention, just from intention. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Her intention was to get me to pick her up. Wow. Worked. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> so what recipes can we share? Oh, Other than well, just pumpkin spice. Well, I think it's important. I mean, we'll we'll do lots of different kinds of recipes. But what I wanted to share today is fall. As soon as fall kicks in, which yesterday was really officially first day, you know, the first day of October. Um, and That's then, when we're filming this on the second. Right. We're we'll filming it on the first on day. The 28th. On the 28th. <laughs> I, believe, um, I believe so. But we tend to lose ourselves in these fall months. They tend to be extremely busy and then they lean us into getting ready for all the winter months, which we are still extremely busy because there's plenty of holidays in the winter months mm -hmm. um, that take us all the way through to February. And we do not take good care of ourselves so the ones that I'm going to share are going to be about good self-care and they can be used in conjunction, of course. Everything I do is not only for the human, but can be used on a, an animal, a pet as well. Mm -hmm. um, you, uh, I'm not giving anything for the, for the kitty cats because we know that they are extremely sensitive mm -hmm. and a lot of these spices um, are very phenol heavy right um because that's what makes them antiviral that's what makes them so curative and our feline friends have a very hard time with heavy phenol content so we will leave the kitties out for this but these are safe for dog to use on dogs as well as humans. But I'm representing with my ears and my glasses today, although they really can't. Um, you can use things like vanilla on them. 
you can use um, chamomile and mix, you know, vanilla. You can use uh, some of the lighter spices like um, no citrus. Um, you can use uh, basil, but you have to use it in such small amounts with felines. So it just is very difficult to, um, to take a full on, like what we're doing, pumpkin spice and use that on, uh, on a feline. So everything it's I'm going to give you guys. It's a very today, powerful combination. Yes, that's a very it's a powerful medicinal yeah. combination. Yeah. And that's, it's just very phenol heavy and it just will, um, it's too much for their sensitive systems, but mm -hmm. your pup can be a, a pumpkin spice pup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think at uh, Spa La Pa, they're doing uh, pumpkin uh, clay masks, pumpkin and clay masks. So we were talking pump. about this off camera, Michelle and I, just mm -hmm. the pumpkin itself, which is in the spice um, is in the squash family. It is a squash um, is just loaded with antioxidants and skin feeding moisturizing components so not only is it wonderful and fibrous when we actually eat it to clean us and and, and help scrub out the gut biome mm -hmm. but if we actually use it directly on our skin it has a lot of benefits as well especially if you Super mix nutritious like yeah. uh honey which mm -hmm. is another humectant um, sugar, like brown sugars, which I have some recipes that you can make a, a, a nice, beautiful, fragrant sugar scrub that will shine and, and, uh, really give you the fall glow. Well, um, I would just like to share that everything that is herbal can be made into a tea mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know or have never been told or never thought about it that you could actually take that tea and put it in a diffuser instead of using something uh as concentrated as an essential oil right. which in a lot of cases that might be something that you want you want that one-two punch that you need right then however if you just want something gentle that you breathe in and get all the benefits you could absolutely make a a pumpkin spice tea and then put the just the gentle tea inside the diffuser and that's going to waft around that's probably a lot safer for pets as well and you still right. have that smell uh it's just not super concentrated uh and a lot of people um are really getting into herbals you know once i started getting into it you notice that everybody else starts getting into it as well and i think it's wonderful i think it's a wonderful addition to the medicine closet the medicine chest Yes. Uh, and I want to discuss two different um, two different uh, herbs that do the same thing. We're going to talk about plantain and we're going to talk about comfrey. Mm. Uh, those are really important. Those, if you want to heal very quickly for, from something uh, topically on the skin, those are the two main ones that you want. Although I do do a lot of um, compounding. Uh, I will mix herbs together to get the, the right kind of effect that I'm looking for. However, plantain will heal something so quickly that you cannot use it, uh, not plantain, comfrey. It's so powerful that you can't use it on puncture wounds. If you use it on a puncture wound, it will heal over too quickly and it might leave some infection underneath that it's going to fester. So instead of using comfrey, you use plantain or even mullein, uh, which is a good substitute. 
those are better topically for a puncture wound. But if it is just an abrasion. Can I just say that I absolutely love mullein. I, uh, I love the actual herb itself. I think it's a beautiful plant. I'm going to find, because most people don't know what mullein is. Right. And I'm going to see if I can find a picture of it. And it's literally and, like a weed that you've seen grown in the yard. Yes. Literally. And it's, it really is uh, an amazing uh, plant that we bypass so much. Mm -hmm. You can probably find plantain and comfrey also in the cracks in the sidewalk, in the backfield that's been left, let go. Uh, they're all around us. The gifts of herbs are all around us. We just have to open our eyes to see. So, yeah, comfrey so, is a good healing herb. And also um, plantain is a really good healing herb. And so is mullein. Uh, they're all in that same family. Uh, another one also to cool or calm uh, tissue is marshmallow. Oh, that's another really good The mallow good plant is amazing because it has that beautiful, uh, that beautiful. Here's mullein. Here's what, what it looks what like. What do you call it, Melissa? What? The, the goo. It produces a goo, like a snot, when you make it. Oh, at yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's thick and drippy and weird. Yeah. And I'm going to just say, I can't think of what it's called, but it's like an ectoplasm. Yeah. <laughs> it's plasmic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like just kind of a, in slimy. Our, right. It's slimy. Inside. This is the picture of Mullen. I'm doing a quick screen share. So do you see these big giant and they're furry mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. just a, uh, okay. I think it stopped sharing just a little side note with Mullen as well. And it will grow stalks too. It will grow a large mm -hmm. stalk out of it. But if you're ever camping and you come across Mullen, it has huge soft, really like almost like a down on the leaves. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm not a camper. I've never been camping in my entire life. He's not a camper. I'm just not. I've never had anybody take me camping. I've never been camping. So nor would you want to take her camping. So just I don't know. I'm a little high maintenance for out in the woods camping. But um, but I have been told by friends that I know that camp <laughs> that it is an amazing toilet paper. She had that one friend at band camp that once told yep. her that the bowlin would be a good toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> also so, plantain, although it doesn't. Plantain, I, right. But yeah, it's, plantain it's, and comfrey. Yeah. Show so, what the comfrey looks like. Comfrey? Find us yeah. A, yeah. Find us a comfrey. I'll find you a comfrey. Go like ahead. they get giant too. They grow giant. Oh, yeah. But so does mullen get enormous. Uh -huh. Just uh -huh. so if you're walking out and about, that'll give you two or three different. Uh, let's say you cut yourself and you're out and about. You can snatch that up, chew it in your mouth a little bit, and spit it right on your wound. Oh, it's crazy. yeah. It's crazy. You do it just like that. And if you don't want to chew it, masticate it in your hand so that it gets all gooey and gross, and then put it on your wound. I love to chew stuff and then spit it on my wound. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite, right? Right? <laughs> Hang on, I'll show you comfrey right now. Let's see. There it is. And it does get a little delicate purplish pink flower as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a big, a big, big bush of comfrey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just grows huge. Yeah, they're beautiful. Now show us a plantain. Okay, let me pull up plantain. Uh, 
cannot uh sometimes they call it plantain weed mm-hmm. okay so let me uh, get a big picture of it here for you guys so you could see it and those of you just listening in, um, do a search on these so you see what they look like. Yeah. Times out of ten, you walk by them in your own backyard yep. or your own alley. Uh, they are so useful as long as you know what they look like and you can snatch them up. I mean, you have a, a virtual you can it. kit right in your yard. Yeah, look at there that. There you go. I've got so one you of can those also in my yard right now. <laughs> from the stock, you can collect all those or all seeds. And you can collect and dry those seeds, but you can also utilize the the leaves themselves. Mm-hmm. So um, another really, really good, good herb to forage for. That I do like to do. I've never mm-hmm. been um, actually camping, but I do go often with my husband who loves to fish. And I can be slightly annoying because I don't stay still long. <laughs> and it just takes lots of patience and stillness and mm-hmm. not chattering. Yeah. And I, do, I just, I can't, um, I just don't do well like that. So I will, I love to go and hike through the woods and forage and do. Well, as long as she's moving, don't yes. make her sit down anywhere. Oh my God. You'll don't be in make trouble. Her sit still, please. <laughs> I, I, I have a existential uh, breakdown when I have to sit still for so long and fish are not uh, all hanging from my line in 30 seconds. It's true. So. You've got things to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think another combination, too, that's really important that get overlooked because we just think of them in a culinary sense right. is the parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme combination. That is so powerful that is uncle sang about it. Yeah. (laughs) It's so powerful that it's been used in chicken soups for forever to make you feel better there. Medicinally, those fresh herbs are antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, antimicrobial. They do all, and they're very nourishing. Yes. So at the same time that they're killing bad bacteria, they're nourishing your cells also and giving them all that nutrient so they can get you well faster. So that's another combination. That's crazy good. It's that whole nature makes no mistakes. At least I don't think so. And so while it is doing the work to kill off whatever needs to be killed off, it's also rebuilding, you know, and restoring Mm -hmm. what needs to be um, put back together again for full, for full health. Mm-hmm. So um, they 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 have, and I've said this forever. They have a purpose, and it's usually more than one. Yeah. They, they work in a dual, and then they have such a um, a willingness to work with other herbs that synergistically, when you put them together mm-hmm. and make a blend, or what do you call it? A a formulation, yeah, a formulation, mm-hmm. or you know that they just literally work off of each other. So um, I, 
I truly believe that those things were created for us to end the animal kingdom. I believe that completely. They yeah. they are our first aid kit. Yeah, they are meant med, let medicine be thy food and thy food mm-hmm. be thy medicine. Yeah, it's is more true now than ever that I get more and more into herbology and just choosing healthier decisions, make, making healthier decisions for myself, right. uh, and getting into all that stuff. I just it's pretty amazing. And I think it's also amazing to know that an antibiotic cream has one antibiotic. Yes. And, it's, and if it's not synthesized, even if it is synthesized, it's synthesized from a plant. Okay. That's where all the original pharmaceuticals came from. Right, came actual from. plants. But you have that one antibiotic cream that won't work, that won't work, you know, pick something else, pick something stronger, blah, blah, blah. However, if you replace the single antibiotic cream with a plant like calendula and make a tea or an oil or something like that, that can actually say so. Uh, It will absolutely support infection um, and take it away. Just like those ear, uh, chronic ears, calendula baby, uh, with a couple of other synergistic herbs with it, will just knock that out of the park. Uh, I've seen it happen with my eyeballs. Uh, It's unbelievable how good herbs work. Uh, and I'm now in a mode where I am having to convince a lot of people that um, pharmacology isn't the end all be all. Now, they do have some sophisticated uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, I will not deny that. Science and uh, chemistry have come so far in our understanding of how to mesh things together. However, some things you just need to go back to basics. Sometimes it just takes an herb. And not $40,000 worth of, you know, a chemical. Right. You know, that's been condensed down into a drop, which also has a billion other side effects. So I think that's the appeal of the, I think it's also, I think it's also that we have to understand that healing takes time. Healing is not instantaneous. And because we are a instant gratification nation, we need to make sure that we understand the fact that just because you're applying this, it doesn't mean that it's going to work just like you take a a pill and in, you know, less than 24 hours, it's you're healed from whatever was bothering you. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to, understand that your body works with those herbal, uh, whatever way the, you're presenting the herbs, whether it's a decretation, whether it's a poultice, whether it's mm-hmm. you know any of the many different ways you're taking it orally, um, you put it in a salve, mm-hmm. your state of mind, your um, diet, what you're eating, yeah. all those things are factoring in to the ability of those herbs to work the same as a a medication that you're actually taking it Mm -hmm. may mask symptoms Mm -hmm. but it's not trying to get to the root of whatever is creating that disease Mm -hmm. you know so um because i've had people say um i've made things you know like um the sinus balm that I make or some of the hair balms for regrowth or for psoriasis or eczema or any of those things. And then they're like, Oh, well, you know, 
it doesn't work right away. If I spray it with this stuff, the medicine makes it numb and I don't feel it. Well, that's an antihistamine. And that's all it's doing is just blocking it. What, mm. I, what I'm telling you to do is put something on that's going to help at the root of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, you know, what's your diet? Primarily dairy? Well, then you need to stay away from dairy because that's how it's manifesting inside of your body. Mm-hmm. You know, or too much caffeine or too much stress or. Yeah. And a lot of skin issues um, are because your liver isn't detoxing properly. Right. Or your butt, the whole biome of your gut is, is yeah, just from, mm-hmm. from taking so many antibiotics over the years. Right. Right. Yeah. I, it's akin to, you know, how divers, when they go very deeply, they have to come up very slowly. Right. So they don't get the bends. Herbs work like that. They work very gently. They go in, they work very gently and go to the places they need to go to, but it's a gentle action. In, in Western medicine, we're used to taking a pill and then whatever symptom we took the pill for goes away. Right. We, if temporarily, you know, if not permanently, but temporarily at least like a headache or whatever. Um, herbs don't do that. They don't directly attack the thing and then you don't have the pain. What they do is they support the body in such a way that the body starts processing correctly and takes care of the issue. So really you're just supporting the body while the body relearns how to bring itself back to homeostasis. That's really what it's after. And I really like that concept. You're not going to like when you bathe a dog in medicated shampoo, you're not going to just, okay, we washed him. So this 10 years of neglect and bacteria and crust is going to be just going to flake off. It's going to be great. No. Not, not after 10 years of neglect. One bath is not going to fix anything. However, if over a period of time we regularly cleanse the skin and then give it the minerals and herbs that it needs to find that homeostasis, we're teaching, we're helping teach the body to relearn how to do those processes correctly so that it's healthy. Right. That is what herbal support basically is. Um, and that's why it's called that. It's called yeah. support because it's supporting your immune system. It's not suppressing. Right. There's a big difference. But there's also a reason we can't say anything but support because we're not doctors. Right. So we can't use words like cure or fix or whatever. Yeah. Heal. Yeah. You get real mad when you say heal. <laughs> yeah. Because I believe you heal yourself. Right. I support of nutrition and herbs. Right. You, know, you support yourself. You do the healing. The dog does the healing. I right. I can't heal the dog, you know, but I can support those systems so that the dog learns how to do it, uh, relearns how to do it again. So yeah. I think that's and the important I, I say the same in. thing when I do energy work mm-hmm. is I'm not doing anything. I'm a, I'm a vessel. Mm -hmm. to be there to support their energy, either to lift it up or to Mm -hmm. change that vibration to a more healing vibration. But I'm not healing anything. I Mm -hmm. have, I personally have zero power to do any of that. That Mm -hmm. is all, you know, I'm just a vessel for that to come through Mm -hmm. me to to tap into whatever you want to call it, life force Mm -hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. And those of you who aren't familiar with sound and energy work, I think that's an interesting modality as well. So every single thing that you see that is in the, our material world that we see, feel, hear, smell, touch is a vibration. It, yeah. it comes together. A table comes together because it is on a certain wavelength. 
that makes it makes us perceive it as being solid. But really, everything's in motion. Everything's a vibration. And they are proving that time and time again uh, through science and other modalities that sound healing absolutely does work. Hertz work does work. Has anybody seen um, like water come out of a, a faucet and then they direct energy at it and it becomes like a stair oh, step yeah. and, and they and then you've seen them put salt or sand on a big boom speaker and they make it do different things and then it does all these patterns. Guess what? Sound when introduced to us who are seventy to eighty percent water, imagine what it does to our blood. Yeah when we listen to those good frequencies or have those are exposed to good frequencies, as opposed to the frequencies that give us cancer, the frequencies yep. that get, make us depressed or have unease or make us sick. Actually, I know from myself and from others that especially back in the day, you'd listen to the radio, you could only listen to it for so long. And then some songs would make you feel literally sick. They it's the vibration of that particular song. Yeah. That's affecting you in the way and making you nauseous. That's crazy. Sound and, and energy that, work are a thing. They, they're real. We operate we, in a world of energy and sound. And when we get out of that vibrational sync with Mother Earth, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's why they say take your shoes off and just go outside. Yeah. and ground yourself and let yourself get that energy pull you back in like mm -hmm. people will say things and they don't even understand what they're saying like oh, i've been um i'm just like i feel like i'm out of my skin or i'm coming out of my skin today or i just feel like mm -hmm. i'm scattered i'm all over the place mm -hmm. um i can't focus i can't this that and it's like it's because your energy is just everywhere and mm -hmm. it shouldn't be like that you need to or realign. You feel yeah. low. You know, I feel yeah. so low. I'm so down. Uh, that's your your energetic system mm -hmm. saying that's your not, vibrations. It'd be I'm too low. I feel right. bad. Yeah, you I literally can get whole tones now. There's a couple yeah. called whole tones and a bunch of other ones that do it too. But whole tones is for the purpose of making your body vibrate at that certain hertz. So if you feel yourself being depressed, you might get a hold of the whole tones. Uh, it's like a scale and right. they have music. Or if you don't want whole tones, go with somebody else. It's just that that uh, frequency that you're after. Many, play it loud. Play it yeah. loud. Let your body be vibrated with it. And I bet you, you feel better yep. after Many a period of, the of time. Chants. Gregorian mm -hmm. chants, um, mm -hmm. the um, the Buddhist monks chanting, a lot of the Hindu chants. Um, most of them are religious and spiritual in nature because they are um, trying to obtain a specific frequency mm -hmm. to open up those energetic channels. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, and all you have to do, it's so simple. Just go on YouTube. It's true. You have the, you have the solfeggio, uh, mm -hmm. tones that you can listen to Tesla's three, six, nine. Mm -hmm. Um, I just rotate through different things depending on what I want, but I listen to them all the time. My, my kids know when they used to live at home, but my husband, like he's just, he just, at first he thought it was really strange when we were first together, but now he's cool with the fact that like, I'm like, mm, I think I'm going to listen to them chant about Ganesha today, or mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to them 
uh, the Gregorian chants, or I'm going to put um, uh, non-secular music on that mm -hmm. is, um, you know, just giving glory to God or whatever it is. And those things are created to open up your energetic mm -hmm. pathways. And that's all part of healing. Healing does not always have to be a physical thing that we chew up herbs and smack them, you know, or use mm -hmm. your pestle. You know, mm -hmm. there are a lot or even of take a pill. Exactly. You know? It's the mind, body, spirit connection that she's talking about. You know, you have to look at the whole picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you have a headache, have you eaten? Have you drank water? Have you dealt with the yeah. stress of the day? You know, do you have something coming up that you need to meditate on? You know, all those things are your health, all of them, you know, yeah. not just uh, taking an aspirin and moving on and doing the same thing. You know, I think a lot of people are coming to grips with, you know, the way we've been living is probably not the healthiest way to be right. there are other ways of being uh that are feel better music that makes you feel better it makes you happy and uplifts you life is hard enough i don't know that i'd want to soak myself in sadness right. over and over and over and over again then you, that that's what you become what you consume you become and that means what you listen to what you taste and eat uh what you see uh, you know if you see just tragedy over and over and over again you need to pull back away from that and have some sunsets and some sand and some palm trees or something you know you have to get out of that box yeah and 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 we are famous for disconnecting we disconnect, we disconnect from one another. We, we go down the rabbit hole and scroll for hours and just lose time. And it's just, it's sad that um, we just are not allowing ourselves to reconnect. Mm -hmm. And so we need to disconnect sometimes from social um, media, from, you know, our phones, from TikTok, from all the things that we distract ourselves from the problems in our lives. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that most of life is suffering and we have to find ways that we have to see the beauty through that. Mm -hmm. So it's important for us to make sure that we have some self-care things and some things that we can do, especially us as we work with animals. Yeah. They're the biggest healers on the planet. Yes. Dogs and we totally don't you. tap into that. Yes. Our brains are on math homework. What am I cooking for dinner? My kids are fighting. I have to get new tires. It's supposed to rain. My boss is a jerk. My, you know, the other groomer next to me used the wrong blade. We preoccupy ourselves with all these things. And we literally have love and healing right in our hands. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we don't take tap your, into it. Yeah, take your baby for a walk. In my yeah. case, all I have to do is hold him in my arms and walk out to the backyard and we just commune for a minute. Yeah. Literally, when I'm talking to my dog and she's talking to me, I forget every single problem that I have. Every single worry. Every, just seeing her beautiful little face look up at me with those huge eyes and be like, ah, let's just be together for a minute. That is the most healing thing that you can do that's free and available to you right now right this second. You don't have yep. to go buy it in a capsule. You don't have to drink it. You don't need a prescription for it. Just commune with your dog. It's, it's amazing. They, they will take away your pain. Yep. And it's just so easy, but we need to do a little bit more self-care as well. Mm, definitely. We, 
we just step away from that. And then we want a panacea to kind mm -hmm. of smooth over all those rough edges when we need, we need those rough edges because we need to change vibration. We need to change diet. We need to change, mm -hmm. you know, all these things. And it just, one thing at a time, mm -hmm. just to set aside a little bit of time for some self-care. So give a recipe, Michelle, before we lose all our time here. All right. Let's do a recipe of wellness. So Let you do find... one and then I'll do one. Yeah, let's find something that's really nice. And while that's... Michelle's looking, I am working <laughs> diligently, I swear. I, I said I would have it done in August. It is now October and <laughs> I'm still not done. But I am working diligently on a book of recipes mm -hmm. that are for both human and animal that are uh, scrubs and ba bath bombs and uh, salves and all that good stuff that you can use on yourself. And just keep an eye out for it as soon as it is uh, divinely possible <laughs> when they open that door for me and I am able to sit and finish everything. I'm just, I just have so many things going on that uh, I'm doing it in drips and drabs. So it'll it, happen. Yeah, it will. And I'm, I have faith in that, but I just, um, you know, me, I want it done yesterday. <laughs> I want all the things done. Yes. yesterday. So I'm going to share a recipe because we're going into the holiday seasons. And that is when we get freaking migraines because you know it's not easy what we do it's not easy dealing with the clients everybody is all up they're all happy but they're stressed at the same time right. and sometimes that comes off as just hysteria yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what i call head healer so this is for migraines um or aches just after a long day and you're getting a headache or whatever. This is a really good tea for in the morning before you start. And also when you end your day. So you're going to do two parts, lemon balm, two parts, willow bark, one part, rosemary, and one part valerian. Now the valerian can be switched out with St. John's wort. However, I can't use St. John's wort because I have high blood pressure and that's oh, not yeah. good for me. So Valerian is uh, the, the pick for me, but if it's interchangeable with St. John's or in this particular recipe. So that'll heal your aches, your body aches and your head. It's the head healer. So that's my go-to for the holiday season when I'm feeling low. So I will give you a, a beautiful scrub. Um, I love sugar scrubs. Um, they are healing to our skin. You can do this in your shower for yourself, or you can also use this uh, on your uh, on your pet um, mm -hmm. or, you know, in your spa. Um, we want to make sure that when we're doing any of this, that we are taking care not to get into eyes or genitals or mm -hmm. any mucous membranes. Yes, mucous membranes and no open wounds, uh, none of that. But this is a beautiful one that is a vanilla chai sugar scrub. Um, and the chai spices are those that we talked about, you know, your cardamoms, your cinnamons, your uh, uh, anise, uh, nutmeg, uh, ginger, all that. So easy peasy. Take five chai tea bags. I tend to buy the organic ones, 
or you can make your own, mix up your own chai spices yourself um, with your pestle and mortar. Take one cup of uh, raw turbinado sugar, which is a natural brown sugar, or you can use coconut sugar as well. Um, and you want it nicely packed, one cup, uh, a half a cup of uh, whatever oil you like. You can use sweet almond. You can use avocado. You can use olive. Uh, you can use fractionated coconut if you'd like. You pick the oil that you want. Obviously, some oils are heavier and some oils are lighter, depending on what you're using it for. If you're using it on a dog that has really dry skin, use a heavier oil. But allow the time for it to soak into the skin. It's not instantaneous. Mm -hmm. uh, a teaspoon of honey. I prefer raw local honey because it has the pollen in it that is obviously local to my area. So it helps with any type of allergens that I might have as well. A teaspoon of ground cinnamon, a teaspoon of vanilla extract, or you can use real vanilla. You can buy the bean and scrape out the vanilla. Um, you can also uh, have uh, dried vanilla as well. Um, and add all those together in a bowl, mix them up, and then put them in a nice little like airtight ball jar that has the rubber seal. Mm -hmm. um, and that should stay for you. Obviously, if you're doing the tea bag, um, then uh, you can use those those five tea bags and use that spice. Um, if you don't want to have the raw herbs in there, then just make the tea and then add some of that water to it. That's going to, add, that's going to give it that fragrance and mm -hmm. still going to give you the healing power of those spices as well. And so, then, so you have it in the jar, right? Right. And so how do you, how do you use it? it so you're going to take that and then you're going to, Take it and rub it over your, if you're going to use it for yourself, rub it on yourself. Like on, just scoop it out and scoop it out with your hands. You know, I like to get messy. So scoop it out with your hands, scrub it into your skin. You do not have to like scrub hard. It is a natural exfoliant. The sugar will break down with your wet, warm skin and will release all the moisturizing in that raw sugar. Mm -hmm. as well as the honey itself. And um, if you're using it on a pet, same thing. You just want to kind of massage that in, rub it in. Again, no mucous membranes. Be careful. You know, don't, if they eat it, they're not going to die. You know, it yeah. is, it is food based things. Mm -hmm. So, but you don't want them licking the jar and eating a right. jar of it. Um, but same thing. And then you can um, rinse all the way through, once you're done, you've massaged it all in, rinse them through. If they feel too oily, uh, you can go through with a very light shampoo and just kind of remove that excess oil from there and then a nice cool rinse. Mm -hmm. um, you can take those chai tea bags as well. Um, one of my favorite is the Bengal, uh, Celestial Seasonings makes a Bengal spice. And you can take those and put your dog in a standing tub of water. I For bigger dogs, we will use the big Rubbermaid tubs. Mm -hmm. For small dogs, we'll use the little basins. You know, mm -hmm. you usually can get those at like the dollar store. 
um, and um, drop your tea bags in there and let them soak a little bit. Um, they will be able to absorb all of that, especially use caution. If you have a light colored dog and you're using dark colored teas, they mm -hmm. will absorb the color. But mm -hmm. if you have a beautiful red dog or, you know, dark brown, uh, those teas will work wonderful and shine up the coat. If you have blonde, light color, buff color dogs, then you want to stick with white or like light colored teas like chamomile. And you can add some of the other ingredients like ginger um, that are not going to darken the coat. But the cinnamon, mm -hmm. the anise, those are dark colored herbs as well. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, and you can make that rinse for yourself for your own hair. Wow. What is that? <laughs> Spooky, scary. All right. So we are at our hour. Um, I know, right? <laughs> Here we go. There you this go. Is, this is our lead out. There you go. That is the team for us for this Halloween celebration. Yes. So happy Halloween. Happy October. Happy October to you, leading into a lovely uh, November. Yes. I just want you to know that while your first sip is pleasurable, also your last sip should be pleasurable. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for watching. <laughs>